Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We have become weak as a country, and it's not for the reason that you think. It's not the woke liberals. It's Jason. Welcome to Drive Time with Russia. So much going on in the news today. The news breaking over the last hour that a judge has ordered Donald Trump to pay nearly $335 million civil fraud. Of course, it depends how you look at things. Half of our audience says, whoa, a judge said that Donald Trump is a liar and a cheat and has to pay more than $350 million and is no longer allowed to do business in New York. And another half of our audience says, woke, witch hunt, Trump, victim, mainstream media out to get Donald Trump. This cycle has me very concerned about our country because while this is going on, a country and a leader that we have thought of as an enemy of democracy, an enemy of the United States, an enemy of freedom for my entire lifetime is the recipient of sort of ambivalence from us. Who do we want to be as a country? Do we want to be the leader of the free world or do we want to focus on our own problems here at home? It's a continuum. Where do you land on it? Do we need to solve our own problems or should we be setting an example and creating a home for freedom around the world? 651-461-9226. I asked for your input because, frankly, I never would have expected I'd even ever have to ask this question. (laughs) For my whole life, it's been very obvious. Russia, bad. Communism, bad. Uh, America, good. America, NATO, allies against communism. If you allow despots in communism to run freely... They will attack their neighbors, they will attack their neighbors, and then they will attack us. The Republicans have always been sort of the party espousing that. We must be the home of freedom. We must be the home of democracy. But right now, the the Republicans are the party of Donald Trump, and whatever Donald Trump says is what becomes the party line. And I am concerned that there is no other country out there ready to take the lead around the world. And so this unrest that we see, you look at the news today and think, what is going on? Is this really, is this America? Is this what we want for our country? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is. 651-461-9226. 
Today we learned that an outspoken Russian dissident, Alexei Navalny, had died in prison. And the president, Joe Biden, said, quote, there's no doubt that Putin's government was behind it. I was thinking about this and talking with a friend about this earlier this week. Can can you imagine a situation where there is debate in this country as to whether Vladimir Putin is a good guy or a bad guy? Like what what is happening? Someone explain this to me because I don't get it. To me, it's clear as day. And we can do I mean, this country has no problem spending money. I'll tell you that much. So we certainly can do. help to Ukraine, and take care of things here at home. But we are entering this very isolationist, very kind of scary time for me. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 651-461-9226. Love to hear where you are on this continuum because uh, America for sure is deciding to, to step Step aside and say, well, let's, you know, let's let other people handle this. One texter saying all of Europe will stop Russia before they land in America. I mean, just think back 10 or 15 years. It's unthinkable that there would even be debate on this issue. I'm sort of astonished by it. Howard's in Minneapolis at 651-461-9226. Howard, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. What? Where do you come down on that that equation? Do we take care of business at home, or, or should we be sort of the world's leading democracy? I've been to Ukraine four times since the full-scale invasion. Ukraine is standing on the watchtower of freedom and democracy. The Iron Curtain is falling again in Europe. And for us not to stand with Ukraine right now, if Ukraine falls, it's going to be dominoes, just like the argument in Vietnam. Yeah. Are, are you as surprised as I am that this is even a controversial statement? I mean, what you're saying to me seems so obvious, like in the context of, of the worldview that I've had since I've been, since I started following politics when Ronald Reagan was the president and I was in grade school. Like that, I remember being in sixth grade doing simulations of nuclear negotiations of the United States against Russia. And we all just sort of knew, like, the Soviet Union at that time, Russia today, not our friend. We watched 20 years of Putin, just like we placated Hitler. We watched him for 20 years leading up to this. When you went to naive. Yeah. When, when you were in U- Ukraine, what, well, what were you doing over there? What brought you to Ukraine? I did U.S. Army Air Defense, 1st Cav. Fort Hood, hmm. I knew that air defense was going to be a critical part of protecting Ukrainian skies. Yeah. They bombed our barracks in March 22. They hacked the Ukrainian defense website in May. So a lot of the volunteers that went returned home. In July, there were 650 Ukrainians who were spying for the Russians. I had to leave Kiev. I went back in December, 
22? Because the CIA director Burns, just as we warned them about the full-scale invasion, Burns warned Ukraine, before this is over, Putin's going to use a dirty bomb. you got to get ready for yeah. nuclear radiation disaster teams. So to have Speaker Johnson tying Ukraine funding to the border, here's the interesting thing about Speaker Johnson. He's a congressman. January 23, Poroshenko, the former president of Ukraine, tried to leave Ukraine. He was stopped at the border. Guess who Poroshenko was going to meet with? Congressman Johnson of hmm. Louisiana. Yeah. And Orban, the president of Hungary, yeah. who's a Putin ally. So I've asked the DOJ to open a special counsel to investigate Speaker Johnson. Yeah. Just as they looked at colluding with Russia in 2016, you got Republicans yeah. who were taking dark I think money you from do. Moscow. I, I I understand where you're coming from, Howard. Thank you. I, I think, you know, obviously Howard's going deeper on this than my level of knowledge, I think. Um, but I, to me, it is remarkable that you have a former president of the United States who has been sort of uh, speaking, uh, spoken with admiration of Vladimir Putin. Um, and Donald Trump, I mean, he's got a lot on his plate, right? He has not commented, as far as I know, on Navalny's death. Um, Nikki Haley, who's trying to sort of, well, A, trying to get some traction, and B, trying to get to see if the Republican Party uh, still has any Republicans left in it. Or if it's just the party of Trump. And she wrote today, Putin murdered his political opponent. And Trump hasn't said a word after he said he would encourage Putin to invade our allies. He has, however, posted 20 plus times on social media about his legal drama and fake polls. Uh, For me, under this time, under this situation around the world, it is it is hard for me to think that Donald Trump is a serious person that you would want as the head of the United States government, as the, the head of democracy. But I'd love to hear from you if you think uh, that I'm wrong on that. 651-461-9226. Drive Time with Russia comes right back next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jason, the United States legacy is as a beacon of hope, a fair chance, and freedom to the world. That cannot change. I am a descendant of immigrants from Canada, Ukraine, Ireland, Scotland, and more, says one texter. People who were treated terribly when they arrived, but they stayed and they made their way. I was taught their stories by my Republican parents and grandparents. I had to choose eventually, embrace my immigrant history, and reject 
today's Republican agenda. It's pretty interesting. I mean, that's sort of as as I just watch the news develop, watch all of the debate about Ukraine and Russia. I just, that is really the struggle that I've been trying to rectify. The fact that Republicans, which have always been the party of a strong military of preventing the Russians and the communists from marching towards NATO allies, marching towards democracy. Um, what what is what has happened to those people? Isolationism as a policy. I get why it's appealing, right? Like anybody, if you're if you're hanging out in your garage and you're talking to your buddy and you're saying like, man, we got enough problems here at home. What are we doing helping people in Ukraine? What are we doing sending money to Israel? Oh, weird. You don't this people who are pro sending money to Israel. Okay, we're always not very consistent on these things, right? But so pick whatever thing you don't agree with and you say, well, what, why are we sending money to that? We have our own problems, and that always will be true. We always will have more problems here at home to solve. And don't you think the problems just get bigger if we don't do our part to protect our allies, to stay and support the NATO countries? I mean, what are we doing? Like, these are things that we're debating and that we're talking about that are serious policy conversations because they're conversations that are being started by Donald Trump. And so these the the fact that we have to discuss this and the fact that really smart people who I know and love are are, are trying to convince me that we should be isolationists. And just you're like, what? What? Like what? What is the hold that Donald Trump has on you? What is the hold? Like it's not it's not really Republican policies. It's not conservative. It's not strong America. It's not freedom first. What what is it? What are we what what are we doing? This is just every day I wake up and I see what's going on around the country and I say, what are we doing? Like F, like why 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 are we doing this to ourselves? doesn't make any sense to me. 651-461-9226. Quite frankly, I felt, felt much safer in our country with President Trump at the helm, says one texter. I do not. Well, the text says do feel safe with Biden as president. I assume they mean do not. Another texter says GOP stands for government of Putin. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think what you see the Republicans trying to do is figure out how do they stay in the good graces of the absolute narcissist who is the standard bearer for their party and the guy who dictates the way 25 or 30 percent of Republican voters are going to feel and go and vote. And stay true to what they know is true, which is you can't let Putin march uh, into Ukraine and and mark, march forward. I think. I mean, isolationism has never really worked around the world for any great country. It just hasn't. No, but the country's always it's tempting. 
been tempted by it, right? Of I mean, course, because we're, we're, it feels pick, better. Pick any of the international conflicts we've been in. Oh, we tried, right? There's been strong push, you know, around and by a lot of people. Yes. Uh, and it varies from side to side, depending on kind of who's in charge and who's the one that's pushing military action. Then the other side becomes reactionist and, well, no, we can't get involved in world affairs. It's not, it's not our job. We're not the world police, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I get it. I get it because it's appealing, because it's more comfortable. It is also real. That we have real issues here in the United yep. States. We have our own challenges to follow, to deal with. And a lot of the challenges that we're feeling as a country right now, uh, at least the perception is out there that the, some of these problems are being caused by people from other countries who are coming here illegally. And when so you, all yeah, those things kind of going together. Yeah, when you want to try and escape. escape yeah. I, I, look, I mean. I get it. We can walk and chew gum as a country, right? We can do more than one thing at a time. Yes, there are major problems here in the country that need to be addressed. And should be addressed. Yeah. Uh, and the problems at the border right now aren't being addressed. And so it's very – I'm all yeah. for you know actually addressing those. The problem is that when we then try to address something in a middle ground kind of fashion, it gets killed because it's not politically viable. Or it's yeah. not politically beneficial to one side. I'm curious. Like a lot of our texters have this attitude, and I think this is what Trump is, is playing on. And it is – I would encourage people who are texting and saying this to think back 20 years ago – and if someone said this to you, what would you say to that? Calm down, Jason. Europe will group together and defeat Russia. This is this is the Trump party. It's not a Republican party. It not, is not in the classic sense. Either. Not in the classic sense. Now, is this where we're going as a country? Maybe. Like maybe maybe you'll have it. You know, I I will say, generally speaking, that if look anyone running for president wants to talk about domestic issues, not international issues, because Americans don't like to think about what's going on around the world. It's just not who we are. We're we're self-centered. We like to think about ourselves. We don't really follow geopolitics. The irony of that is that the president has far more control over foreign policy than he does over domestic policy. Uh, yeah. Because he doesn't have to involve Congress in, in most foreign policy decisions. Look, the truth of the matter is that the economy of the United States, jobs and business in the United States have been more globalized than they've ever been before, right? Yeah. Companies and the economy of the yeah. United States are dependent yes. on other countries. Almost every Europe, one of us. China. Yeah. I mean, it's all Mexico all over the place. Yeah. So to try to sit here and say we only have, can worry about what's in our borders and we just ignore the rest of the world – is penny wise pound foolish, right? I mean, it sounds yeah. good in, you know, let's take care of our own. That sounds good. I get it, yeah. But part of taking care of our own is taking care of the ec- the economy that pays our own, and that's connected right. globally, and so you can't just ignore what's going on worldwide. You can't. I would say this, that, you know, there are other texters who are coming and saying, do you really feel safer with the current president? And I would say this show has been consistent in criticizing Joe Biden's cognitive issues, age. So I I don't like anybody right now. (laughs) Do I feel safe? I'm I'm more concerned about, I don't know. I'm worried all the time, man. I'm worried about all the time. But it troubles me that the standard bearer, for the Republican Party, the likely nominee for president, who today was just barred for doing business in New York City and has been found guilty of fraud to the tune of $350 million, also spends his time kissing up to an absolute murderous 
communist dictator, Vladimir Putin. And so you can bend yourself into whatever position possible to try to defend that. And me criticizing it doesn't mean that I love the other guy. But it does mean that I say, what are we doing? 331. It is Friday. It is the start of fish fry season. It is Lent uh, for Christians, Catholics. Fish fry season is here. I want to talk about what makes a good fish fry. I want to talk about the tradition. And I want to know your favorites. 651-461-9226. Drive time with Tarush on a Friday continues next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.